It's recording. All right. We always get really excited whenever we say it's recording. We're like, yes, we're good to go. (laughs) We're good to go. Hey, guys, welcome to the second episode of Reframe Your Brain. I'm Danielle Kent. I'm a speech-language pathologist. I'm Leah Safran, also a speech pathologist. Can I cite a side note? Whenever you say your last last name, I'm always like, I I always tune in my brain, like, make sure I'm always pronouncing it right, because I always want to say the O long. Oh, Safran? Yeah, I always Mm want to say it long, but I always remember... Like sure. sophomore, yes. Sophocles. Oh, that's a great one. That's a great way to think, think about of it. Greek philosophers. That's, that's, that's a great way to think about it. Um, so, uh, thank you guys for all the listeners we had in our first episode. It was we we well surpassed our goal of ten. We, were, we hit seventy. We hit seventy. So we'd love it if we got some more listeners this next round. Shoot for a hundred. You think? Yeah, yeah, I think that's reasonable. I'm goal crushing. Goal crushing. I'm in goal crushing mode. hundred is good. We got a lot of great feedback, um, and we're hoping today's episode will pick your guys' interest a little bit more and add some more thoughts on. So today's topic, we are going to be talking more about creating the space that you kind of wish to have in your life. Mm-hmm. Leah, um, yeah, Leah, share a little bit about how that came up for you. <laughs> Because I really love this topic, and Leah had a really authentic experience. Yeah, I was at a a rock climbing, a women's rock climbing festival in Tennessee uh, recently, and you know there was a uh, an opportunity for people to ask questions of this women's women's a panel of women climbers, and one of the things that came up frequently was someone would say, you know, I just moved to a new place and I can't find um, a community to climb with that that feels comfortable that there you know there's a lot of groups of male climbers but there aren't settings to just connect with other female climbers and basically what everyone on the panel said was you you know if you if it's not there then you just need to create it and it can be something really simple like you know posting on a a a meetup um site to connect with other people or asking your climbing gym to have a women's climbing night but just that you know if it's not there you might have to initiate creating it and and it you know that's a really scary idea for a lot of people to start something yeah. to be the one to be like oh I, I i really want this and it's not here so i'm gonna make it happen yeah um, i think it connects a lot to what we do in our businesses and the work we're doing right now, like even like just think alone creating this podcast, <laughs> you know, we, we came up with the idea and nobody I know personally in this area is doing a podcast. I mean, I sure yeah. love listening to podcasts, but nobody I know personally is, is creating a podcast. So us coming together, that was like finding another person with a shared right. interest. And we really enjoyed talking with each other about things that, that we were experiencing in our, you know, mostly in our, our work lives and, Finding the the benefit to, to being able to share ideas with someone who had a similar experience or could at least relate to aspects of that, um, you know, some of the same challenges and 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 troubleshooting and figuring out like how do I how do I create a work situation for myself that feels like what I want it to feel like. Yeah, I think that. So when we think about creating the space for you know what you wish to create in your life sometimes that's that's a first step finding another person or finding a community or you know with with the era of social media sometimes it's joining groups of people who kind of share similar interests but it does take a level of initiation on your part to sometimes create that or find somebody else who has those same ideas i think a lot of people get stuck in that initiation phase um because it feels scary or unfamiliar or new Mm mm-hmm and, and, you know, there a lot of worry about, like, am I going to, if I start 
connecting with other people? Are they, is it really going to be that rewarding or is it just going to be one more thing that I'm doing with my time that I, you know, don't have a lot of time in the first place? And, you know, what's the, what's the benefit going to be? And I think, you know, starting, starting off by looking for, looking for groups that already exist or asking people, you know, if they're a part of, of some kind of, you know, group that meets once a month or something or has online um, online meetings just to connect with the people who are doing something similar. For example, there's a, um, a Facebook group that I'm a part of that has a monthly Zoom meeting yeah. just around a sp- specific topics um, for that group. And there's usually only like maybe 12 or 15 people that participate each month and sometimes it's higher and sometimes it's lower and it's not you don't have to commit you just get on there if you if you want to talk about that topic and you don't even have to participate actively you can just listen yes um which which i find really nice because sometimes i just want to hear what other people are doing and get sort of energized by hearing other people's ideas and i don't necessarily have a lot to contribute but being present and being an audience for someone else to share their ideas, I think is just as important as having ideas to share. Yeah. Yeah. So, so finding those, those groups or that person and some people will say, well, I don't know anybody, you know, I don't, I don't know of anything. And sometimes that means digging in a little bit deeper and looking at other resources that might be available to you to create that space. I think sometimes people also have it in their mind when they're looking to create something new, they presume that somebody else could do it better than them or could, could execute it better. So they probably shouldn't do it. Mm -hmm. And it's really often not the case. If you have an idea you know, something to really better your life, your workplace, the workplace of others. You know, it's often an idea that's worth yeah. exploring further. And I like to think of it as a starting point. Like, you know, putting an idea out and connecting with other people around it isn't saying, you know, I have this idea and I want to stay exactly this way forever. It's saying I have a, an idea that I want to put as sort of a, a seed idea and see where it grows. Um, because that's, you know, that will lend itself to more engaging exchanges anyway, if if you are more about like, I have this thing and I want to stay the way it is right now. It it might not, it might not grow as much. Yes. Um, I have another example I was thinking about a couple of years ago. I went to ASHA, which for those of you who aren't SLPs, uh, is the American Speech and Hearing Association's, um, annual conference. And I saw two speakers presenting on the use of mindfulness practices and meditation-based activities for people with um, uh, dementia and Parkinson's in nursing homes. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, I hadn't, I didn't know the speakers. I didn't know anything about them. I went to this presentation. And I was really interested in it. And then I left ASHA, and you know, a few months later, I was thinking about it and looked up the the presentation and found the names of the speakers and found out that they both have um, their own practices, private practices, and there's a Facebook group that they, um, what is it called, like host, Mm -hmm. I guess. They created it for exactly that purpose, to create a space for people with like-minded interests to go and share ideas or to ask questions about, you know, are you using these kinds of strategies with people or have you, do you know about any research that is relevant for this, um, this topic that I could use with kids or, um, and I found that really 
encouraging because it's not a, a big group of people, but it's definitely a topic that's very important to the people that are in the group. And so there's a lot of very thoughtful um, exchanges. Yeah. yeah. And and that I, I hadn't found that anywhere locally before. So Yeah. 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 I think, too, so we're talking about this whole notion about, you know, looking for the people to connect with or finding another group to kind of bond with. I think something we both experienced when you have a new idea is sometimes people will give you pushback mm, or some yeah. resistance. A lot, You know, change is very scary for some people. New is scary for yeah. people. And so I think one of the things we've learned is people m- will likely, sometimes when you have a new idea, push back against it, mm. um, question it. You know, so so developing some type of system for yourself where you, you know, obviously you're open to dialogue about it, yeah. but you not wither away immediately just because people might be questioning or kind of right putting up some resistance against it. Yeah, and to think about what what you're like to be able to identify what you're really wanting from you know the community that you're trying to create so that when you do have conversations with people who are less excited about the thing that you're excited about you can say to them you know well these are the reasons that this idea is important to me and maybe those just aren't you know those we don't you don't have a need to to address those things you know those things aren't a priority for you or they're just not something you're interested in yeah as a way to kind of reflect it back in a sort of non-judgmental kind of way and saying like these are important to me if they're not important to you that's okay and give you a way to gauge too when people do respond enthusiastically like are we responding to the same thing yeah um to to find that kind of you know shared excitement about something yeah Mm. i'm trying to think about ways locally or when i've worked in one setting how i've done the same thing um, in terms of like finding, you know, instead of just going on Facebook and finding oh, people yeah. who are in, you know, I another mean, state. Human, so like this is the hard thing with social media. Everyone's mm-hmm. doing a lot of things mm-hmm. virtually, but often just that human, that person to person connection yeah. will often extend you to another resource. So you you talking to a colleague or a yeah. friend about it more times than not. Somebody, oh, I know somebody else who was just talking about some type of thing or who might know something about yeah. that. But it, it requires, again, that initiation act of starting to talk about the idea. Right. Um, and I think one thing, one valuable thing you've talked to me about is um, when you go to talk with ideas about a person, what are you looking to get from that interaction? Yeah, that's so a good point. I think when, you know, when you're opening up new ideas or presenting new ideas to somebody else, are you, are you looking for approval or are you just looking to share and kind of network out? Because if you're looking for approval and somebody gives you that resistance or that mm-hmm. pushback, well, then it's going to create kind of a little bit of a hitch in your plan. Right. But if you're looking to Some just... doubt. Yeah. If you're looking to just share, to spread outwards and get more information, then that's likely to likely to be a more positive mm-hmm. outcome or interaction. Yeah. Or also to think about it in terms of just extending an invitation, not necessarily... An invitation to participate in something as opposed to requesting feedback. Yeah. I found... sometimes when I want people's feedback about something but I don't want to ask them like what do you think (laughs) I'll say oh I'm thinking of doing this if you want to come you know I'm thinking of hosting this event if you want to come let me know and I'll give you the information and I found that that's a way to um, 
limit how how freely people sort of unload their criticism on you yeah (laughs) and they may say like they may still give you feedback but it it isn't quite as um as open of an invitation for that like negative energy sometimes that people um frame as quote-unquote critical feedback yes um and and then people feel also included and so if you do that, just make sure you're cool with that person being there because they might show up. <laughs> you're really not yeah. like twice <laughs> right. Don't invite like people if you don't want them to be there. <laughs> I know, I know for me, just in, in terms of creating space and sometimes I struggle with the concept of it's not happening fast enough. Yeah. Like if I'm looking to create something, I get super impatient. You yeah. know me, I'm like, Go you're, get you, done. You like get things done. happening fast. So yeah. sometimes creating space or creating change in your life it takes time. Yeah. And just, who knows? Some things are like, you know, two years, five years. Mm-hmm. So I think always remembering, like, yes, you, you want to make sure when you're establishing plans for yourself, know that it's not always immediate. And that's not, and that doesn't mean you're not successful. It just means that's the trajectory of time. Time's going to pass anyways. Right. So just keep plugging and know that. Keep plugging. Keep plugging away. <laughs> and, and on the flip side of that, I think there are definitely times when I am I I can give too much time. I let too much time pass by mm-hmm. thinking or evaluating or trying to oh, decide yeah. and and um or you know working through my own ideas of something where I don't act fast enough. And maybe fast enough isn't the right term. Maybe it's just you know I. I choose to sort of let things slide that could happen sooner. Um, and, you know, I guess it just depends on what works for you because sometimes yeah. that's okay and sometimes it's nice to have things move along faster. Yeah. Um, I know, you know, Danielle and I have talked about this. Like, Danielle is very high energy, moving, always on the go. And when we're together, I really have to remind myself I don't have to do that. <laughs> you know, I'm like, she can be going, you know, 100 miles a minute, and I can just be kind of watching, and that's fine. And Absolutely. it's a really good reminder for me to, you know, really identify what works for me. Move at your own pace. And move at my own pace, yeah. yeah. And it's also encouraging, so, like, oh, I guess I could go a little faster. <laughs> if, 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 if I want to. Maybe. There's no reason not to. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I like that. Yeah, this, so in terms of where we're both at with private practices, I guess we'll give, do you want to give a quick update on your, where you're at with your Sure, my private practice is just emerging. Um, I am working on actually putting together a a post-stroke communication group um, in the town that I live in. There's another one already in Burlington, Vermont, and um, it's a fabulous concept. Yeah. And I think that, you know, the way the geography of our state is, sometimes it's hard to get all the way to Burlington, which is on the, what, western side of the state. And, um... Don't look at me. I'm telling you, I never eat soggy waffles for the northeast, southwest. Oh, I never it's heard of that. I never eat soggy. That's how I have oh. to align myself with the directions. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I get lost going all <laughs> anywhere. Where's Danielle? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But yeah. Reading the boxes. Reading, reading waffle boxes. Waffle boxes. Um... <laughs> So, so anyway, yeah, that's a, something that I'm trying to put together maybe to start in January. Um, and, you know, for me, I'm really, I'm really interested in the idea of, of group-focused um, 
treatment models yeah. that are more about that are equally about creating community to support people and whatever it is they're addressing as much as they are about you know working around teaching strategies or using specific um you know treatment methods or something yeah. so that it, it creates an opportunity for people to have community to continue their individual work with yeah. outside or beyond what they may do with a speech pathologist yeah what you said I want to take a step back. You had said something about, like, I don't think you let things slide. So we operate differently (laughs) in that I like to do things fast and quick. Yeah. You do a lot of thinking about things. I do. And not that I don't, I'm not, I'm not on a whim, but if I have an action, I want to get it done. Yeah. You like to think about the many different angles and dimensions of things. Mm -hmm. And, And like, you also have a lot of varying ideas. Sometimes for you, it's about kind of finding the best, idea match uh-huh. for you. I don't want to speak for you. But yeah, no, that's true. It's, you know, where do I want to focus my energy? And I do, I have like this idea generating machine for a brain and not every idea, you know, I, I used to feel like I needed to, to, to address every idea that I came up with. Yeah. And that was just always disappointing because you can't. It's exhausting. <laughs> it's yeah. exhausting. And then I would be hard on myself about not addressing those things. Yeah. And so what I realized was it's okay for me to take my time and evaluate the the appropriateness of an idea for me at a, at a given time and then be really deliberate about how I put my energy into it yes. and it's true I don't it's not that I'm letting things slide. yeah I just want to yeah, yeah. that you don't you're not you're not you're not a slacker <laughs> I'm not you're not a slacker but it's also validating we we operate very differently sure, but we yeah. both get stuff done yeah and so for anybody who might be on one side or the other and looking like oh like I don't act fast enough or oh I don't think things through enough I right you can be successful on your own terms in creating the space and the design that you want for your right. life. Yeah, and you can always change. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can change how you approach things, but you can also decide, like, oh, I've been going really, you know, spending a lot of time working on this idea, and now I'm just tired, you know, and I want to s- slow down a little bit and enjoy the beautiful day or whatever. Yeah. So I, I think it's also okay to give yourself that space to 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 you know adjust as you need to yeah mm. yeah you want to talk about your prior practice oh well, yeah yeah <laughs> sure well thanks for asking no tell no. us tell us all about it i just changed my business name this week yeah to peace of mind therapy and consulting and i llc the business this week Woo. yeah so that was exciting and i updated the website and i contract a lot with schools right now going to schools and doing services but what i'm really looking for now is a space to kind of have clients come to me yeah um i'm just we you know in the state of vermont for those of you outside the state and i think even in other states yeah there's a shortage of slps like not it's it's especially rural areas yes especially the rural rural areas but even families who are looking for additional services outside of school even if they're very happy with school they just want something to supplement or additional it's really hard to find an slp with availability and so yeah i I mean my schedule is is full i'm really hoping to create space like one day a week or half day a week just to be able to see people back Mm -hmm. to back which is which is good, and I'm also just starting, which is new for me, the coaching program yeah. with other therapists, and that was something brand new for yeah. me, right? Like creating that was brand new, so I had to go through a long process of kind of figuring out what I wanted that to look like, and that for me was that whole like it's not happening fast enough mm-hmm. type of thing, but mm-hmm. I really had to take my time with it to really refine what I wanted it to look like, right? 
which took some time. Yeah, I think the the taking your time piece really shows in in what you end up, um, you know, providing. Yeah, the final so, product. Yeah, and and if you feel really confident in what you've created, then when you're working with people, that comes through. Yeah, and in in how you feel about it and how they receive it, um, and so I, I I think that can sometimes be really smart to yeah. do. Um, yeah. And I I really like the idea of like you finding a space to see people because there's there isn't I mean as far as I know and I don't know in central Vermont anyway I don't have a space I don't really know of anyone else who there are a couple other people who do some private practice Mm -hmm. stuff on the side Mm -hmm. but I don't know of anyone who has a space where they're seeing people I know um I know so that's that's you know that's another like thing where I'm I'm taking my time with yeah like first first is identifying the space second I mean there's a bunch of people have to go through like other factors yeah in terms of hosting a space Mm -hmm. but it's just that concept of you know take you know going through the steps with it seeking people who have answers and Mm -hmm. going through all those steps maybe finding some examples like there's a um a massage therapist um there's a a trio of women who do massage therapy and manual lymph massage yes. and, and they use their space though to host a variety of events that are relevant for their clients That's cool. that you know they do some like classes um around prenatal related things I love, <laughs> I love massage and like prenatal you know. <laughs> massage. Well, they, you know they 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 have identified different um pieces of the demographic that they yes. work with and yes. and they offer other services just for those yes. those groups of people. I love it. Um which is really cool. So they use their space for more than just, you know, massage or yeah. you know. Um and so I see that. I see you like growing in that direction. Yeah. It, so I just had a thought when you were talking, it's something we've talked about before. So we're talking about creating space in your life for yeah. things. In order to do that though, you actually literally have to create space in your life to create the space. It's true. So one of the things I, I struggled, and we talked about this a little bit, is I was working so hard in my business that I lost track of working on my business. Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes in, when you're working to create something, make sure you're working on creating the space that you can create it. You know, if, if you're just trying to do it on the side constantly or in the yeah. gaps, it does work. But if you really want to focus, you have to create that space to create the space. That's true. And that's something that I definitely... Um, pay better attention to sometimes than other times. Yeah, I'll get kind of sucked into the day to day and thinking about like, you know, how much money I need to make so yes. that I can go on a trip yep. or to meet some other needs or whatever. Usually, it's to go on a trip, but you know, that's, <laughs> that's my priority. That's pretty, yeah. Um, I, but it can be really hard to say no to 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 do to feel like you're saying no to work in order to make space to. To, to develop something else yeah and it took me a while to figure out like what that balance was for yes. me yes and I how think it's a flexing yeah. it's a Absolutely. flex it's in flex it's not always the same not yeah. always the same but making yeah. sure there's always that degree of being able to to create the space to create the space yeah because if you don't then it doesn't happen just one day runs into the next one mm-hmm. week runs into the next how do you do that how do you how do you create the space create the space, space to create, to create space. space so I'll tell you in September I didn't create any space and it was nuts and it was nuts and Leah Dale was nuts. literally every competition <laughs> I had with Leah I was like oh. and even in October at the end of October and I'm finally just coming into so I found for me I was operating off of my phone calendar which operates week to week mm-hmm. and didn't allow me to see a big picture yes 
So when I went back to paper planning, and Leah knows I love planners. I'm set, like, if any of you send me a planner for a gift, you probably make my year, right? I just love planners. planners. You can probably even just send a picture of your favorite planner. Oh, yes. And Danielle would, yes. you know, send, send you lots of happy oh, emojis. Emojis. <laughs> Uh, unicorns. <laughs> You're smiling unicorns with hard eyes. <laughs> but it was that concept. Once I went back to monthly, then I allowed me to see yeah. how booked you can get. Mm-hmm. And and then really honor, okay, this day or this half a day, don't book. You can't right. book. It's off limits. And it feels a lot more manageable, I think, if you look at the month and say, you know, like a half a day or even an hour out of the month. You know, I can manage that. Yes. That's not outrageous yes. or an hour every other week. Yes. Yeah, I definitely, I also do that. I use the month view on my, I have to use the calendar on my computer because to look at everything on my phone mm-hmm. is really hard to keep track of. But um, I also find that I have to block out the time. Yeah. And I also, I, I sometimes will also block out backup times. Yes. Because <laughs> I know myself and I know that if it's like, two hours that I've blocked out, I'll say, well, you know, I can just take an hour of that and do something else. And so if I put those backup times in there, they're in there, they're in there. And it's a little mind game I play with myself. But, um, and then it also, it gives me some flexibility because I I like to have options. So maybe that one day I blocked out that time, something I really want to do comes up and then I'll feel kind of guilty about doing the fun thing instead of the like work focus or creative focus thing. So that's how I, how I manage that. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, I think having it blocked out is really important. Yeah. I think that's one thing we, as a, like, just, there's this whole push now of, like, be more productive, yeah. get things done, hustle, grind, yeah. you know, work, work, work. And I know in our work profession, it's like, you're based a lot on your productivity. So and much. So that word comes up a lot. And so when you look and you see, you know, my business coach, we talked a lot about creating that white space, leaving mm-hmm. that white space. That was scary for me because it is, like you said, it's it's a non-quote-unquote moneymaker. Right. In the end, it is because you're generating something that will right. be a product or a service or whatever it is. But if you don't create that space, if you don't allow yourself to have that time, yeah. I find I get really depleted. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we were talking earlier about, the what do you call it, the scarcity mindset mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the idea that there's not enough time to do all the things there's not enough time and I like to think of it I like to change it a little bit and think about there's plenty of time Mm -hmm. but do I do I need to do all these things am I just filling my schedule up and filling my time up with things that aren't really energizing and rewarding to me and can I you know put some of those off and or you know schedule them another day and really focus on the things that that are important to me um and in the fact that they'll still be there, it's not like yeah. I, I'm, I'm saying no to something forever. Um, that helps me kind of limit how much time, how full I book my days. Yes. For some of the, the work that I do, I used to travel around to a lot of different places in one day, and I found two max was really what I could do. Yeah. Because there's just so much energy that you're putting into what you're doing and interacting with so many people that then by the end of the day, I didn't have time to think about the things that you know, to, to make space to, for new ideas and to develop new ideas. And, um, and that was really exhausting. Yeah. So by the time I got to the blocked out time, I was so tired. You were so tired. Yeah. Yeah. So 
putting those kind of limits on things. And at first I was afraid people would be like, oh, we need to see you sooner. But no, no one knows that my calendar isn't full. Right. right. <laughs> this is what I realized. Yeah. No one else can see it except yes. for me. And so if I just say, nope, I'm not available until this time, people are like, oh, okay, well, we'll work with that. Yes. Or how about another time? Yes. And realizing that there, that it wasn't like, you know, I wasn't going to get um, reprimanded by the people I was yeah. working with. Yeah. It was, it was really reinforcing for me because I was yes. like, oh, I do... This is my choice. You know, I'm choosing to run myself into the ground. Yeah. And then I'm choosing not to. Right. Shame <laughs> the Yes. You know, I think this is a separate topic that we won't go into today, but we do have that, I guess we'll call it a luxury, mm-hmm. and that we design our schedule. We yeah. talked about this in the last podcast, but, you know, so if, if you're in a typical nine-to-five job and you maybe necessarily can't, you know, carve out, just make sure sometime in your schedule, in your life, you are creating that space to create the space for whatever it is yeah. that you want in your life. And and I think people sometimes will say, but I'm already in a job. And then you say to yourself, okay, how are you going to make it happen then? Yeah. But you have to create the space in order to make change. That's... And it doesn't have to be a big amount of time. No. It doesn't even no. have to be, you know, something that you want to like, make dramatic change with. Sometimes when I'm going to really, um, to meetings or to activities that I know are going to require a lot of me and I really need to be focused. I've started, I'm one of those people who gets places early, just kind of neurotically, although less early now than it used to be, but you know, I'll get someplace like five or 10 minutes early and I'll just sit in my car for a couple of minutes, literally three minutes to be. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll set a timer for three minutes and I'll just sit there, (laughs) you know, and just let myself kind of settle into being present Mm -hmm. before I jump into the next thing and I feel like it doesn't take a lot of time to to have that kind of experience it takes the the it's not even really discipline but just motivation to create a couple of minutes and we should talk about scheduling you want to talk about scheduling no no not today (laughs) did you see how excited I I got (laughs) no I think this I'm just thinking about we I think that's something we should talk about scheduling scheduling yeah. yeah yeah I like that idea. You, so you get to places, three minutes, like yeah. there's just some of those, that detail. I right. totally interrupted you. I don't know if you're not going to be able to finish, but. It's really okay. I, I think it's just about giving yourself time to transition. Yeah. And it, I, you know, when you, when you, when you are, when, when you have, when you work in a place that books you back to back to back to back to back, yeah. you don't feel like you have the time to take two minutes mm-hmm. and breathe before you see the next patient or before you see the next student or before you go to the next meeting. Yep. And what I've learned is that no one notices <laughs> if you take those two minutes. No one notices. Like 99% of the time, unless it's really an emergency, there's it's okay to take that time because yeah. everyone else is running around. <laughs> Yes. And if you take those two minutes, then when you arrive to where you are, where you're going to be with all these other people who are running around, at least then you'll feel a little more grounded. Yes. And for me, that's really important because being around people who are a little frenetic kind of amps my system yes. up. And I, I really need to feel grounded before I go into that kind of setting where it's just very unsettling for me. Yes. So it's, it's really just, you know, that taking, creating space, it doesn't have to be a big space. Yes. It's a tiny little space. <laughs> there's some there's some, you know that I, I'm sure lots of people have heard of the 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 Japanese pottery where there's like gold in between the cracks oh no yeah I don't know what it's called Ooh. but it's 
it's used as a That's metaphor really cool. a lot of the time That's as really cool. like you know the cracks are where the sun gets in or something yeah. like that it's a really bad summary of that <laughs> quote but the idea is like it doesn't take a lot of space to let a little bit of energy or sunlight oh, or, like that. or calm or you know whatever it is that you need yeah. it doesn't take a lot of space to let that in yeah um i like that so i like that <laughs> so yeah anyway do we I think, well, I think, I hope everybody found some ideas that were helpful. What's happening? Yeah. In today's podcast. And uh, be sure to give us feedback. Reframefeedback at gmail.com. That's right. And follow us on Instagram. And uh, we hope you guys have a great day. And thank you all for listening for last week. And maybe, or last last episode. And um, <laughs> we're shooting for 100. We're shooting for 100. Share, share with your friends. Yeah. Share with your family. All Let right. your dog listen. Let your dog listen. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks.